0: Alright, hello and welcome back to Gay by Gay. Thank you for joining us for our, our impromptu death week, apparently. Don't and know how this happened, but it did. More death stories. More death stories. So this time, uh, we're moving on to other gay. the other gay. Me. So, Charlie.
1: Hi. Death. Uh, yeah, so, I'm not scared of death. Not at all. I think definitely after my grandpa passed away, which was almost three years ago, it's been yeah. a bit, yeah. It's been a bit. Um, I I can definitely say like, when I when my grandpa was alive, I grew up with him a lot, and I was definitely his favorite. <laughs> um, I d- I felt safe with him. At any time I was with him, doesn't matter where where we were, I just felt safe all the time. And I guess after he passed, I just kind of lost that with anyone, I guess. Yeah, you were quite so close with I your papa. I was really papa. close with yeah. him. Yeah. And so like after he died, I just the thought of him being over there, it's comforting. In a weird way. Yeah, because your papa was quite sick near the end, was he not? Yeah, he was very sick. He had a stroke in April of 2017, or 16. And, um, yeah, and then he lived, ended up living for, like, two years, but towards the end he got diagnosed with, like, spinal cancer, and he had a lot of things wrong with him, weirdly enough. and He, he was just very much deteriorating quite was, quickly, unfortunately,
0: yeah. so... I guess in some ways it was probably a bit of a relief to know that he wasn't hurting anymore, yeah. as much as it was very hard for you to lose him. Because
1: I know every single day that he was living for two years, he was fighting for his life. Like, he was somehow in pain. doesn't matter where it was, he was in pain every single day for two years. And he yeah. did that for us, which is very... I don't want to say wild, because I know he would do it, but, like, um... <laughs> That's wild. That's <laughs> wild. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean
0: it, it's kind of horrifying to think about in some ways, and yeah. yet in other ways it's also very humbling, just because you realize like, they're not fighting for themselves, because in some ways they would probably rather go with that yeah. point, because they don't want to deal with it anymore, but they don't want to leave you. Yeah. So in, in some ways that very much makes you realize, you know, that's deep and that's very selfless in some ways. Yeah. Because yeah. again, it's not them living for themselves, because yeah. again, they probably would just rather not yeah, at that have point. that pain, yeah. Yeah. Um. So... That was a huge turning point. I feel like in kind of your growing up, yeah. Just in that, like, it really did affect you very strongly, especially because you did watch him deteriorate for quite a few years. Because
1: um, even before he got a stroke, he had like this growth on his back, and it was really painful for him. He got many surgeries and like antibiotics for it, but yeah. like it was just something he had for I think since he was like almost thirty years old, and he was like sixty four. It, it was just something away. that yeah. he dealt with, yeah. So. But you took
0: care of him in yeah. some cases, yeah. just because you know you knew how to give him his pills and his medications and everything yeah. like that. like and you would have been fairly young yeah. at the time. I was so. like
1: ten and like eleven years old.
0: so again, very something very serious very, very serious yeah. at a very young age. yeah. so you were kind of around this terminal illness from a very young age yeah. and You know, did you constantly live with this thought that he could die at any moment or did you feel more self-assured like in some ways? Oh, no, he'll be fine. He's Mm -hmm. always been fine before. Like, did you have that self-assurance or did you live with that knowledge that he could just die at any
1: moment? Because there was a lot of setbacks where he would get better. Like he'd start walking again and he would get better because he was paralyzed from his stroke, his whole body. He couldn't move anything. So there would be times where he would get really better and he gets to start walking and then his cancer would send him back. And yeah. then I would just... I never really thought of him dying. I just kind of, oh, he's getting set back again. Yeah, so and So his, he has to start again. You know what I mean? His dying
0: was never really kind of one of those things that you conceptualized.
1: It was... Yeah. You conceptualized his sickness, yeah. not his not death. not his death. Definitely not. Because I just remember how many times he'd be at home for a while, and then he'd be back in the hospital, and I'd be like, but he was fine.
0: Yeah. Oh, but As- especially because someone like that can bounce back and yeah. forth. Mm-hmm. So rapidly and so quickly. Yeah. Like, you know, it's really difficult. Um... But, no, you dealt with quite a lot at a very young age. You had to
1: take a lot of responsibilities at quite a young age where... Not only my siblings, but my grandpa.
0: Yeah, that kind of caregiver role at a young age is a very difficult role to take because, you know, it takes a lot of maturity. It takes a lot of mental strength and emotional
1: strength in order to... so many times where he would have, like, coughing fits, and I'd just... I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be so scared, and I'd start crying. And yeah. he'd look at me, then he'd start crying, and <laughs> I'm like, why are you crying? I should be the only one crying. And he'd still just be coughing, and then the nurse would come in, and she'd be like, is everything okay? And I'm like, I think so. But I'd be crying. My like, I'd be bawling my eyes out, because I'd be so scared. Do you think that um, when he died, it was kind of a surprise? Yeah. Um, the day before he died, I was sleeping at the hospital for, I think, five days straight almost. And my, my mom. things were kind of winding yeah, that down was that was when it was way. about to happen like that's when I kind of knew that
0: that was that kind of final yeah. slide I think where yeah. reality kind of starts to hit you and so you had spent multiple days and nights at yeah. the hospital just waiting so unfortunately. I was
1: prepared for him to die but then of course the day before he died my grandma was like okay I think I'm gonna take you home just take a shower and maybe sleep there for a night I think he will be okay I hate to, I hate
0: to say it but I feel like in some cases People like your papa, Yeah, he was more concerned with you guys than he was with himself. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And so I feel like to a major extent... Is it strange of me to say I think he waited for you to go?
1: Probably. I think
0: he didn't want you to see that. He didn't want you to see him like that and he definitely didn't want you to experience his passing. I think he held on until you were gone and he knew that you were going to be okay
1: and then he let go. Yeah like when I last saw him I remember getting up in the morning. It was really early and she's like I'm going to take you home. And I was like okay. So I got all my stuff together and then I went to my grandpa's bed and I started holding his hand and I just I kissed him on his forehead and he was sleeping and I said I love you. I'll see you later. Like um, I was going to come back that night or the the next day, day over and then I remember waking up the next morning and it was like six o'clock in the morning it was so early and I was like what why am I getting up early like and my cousin's like uh your mom wants you to go home and I'm like yeah why she's like you just have to go and I'm like okay yeah so when I went there my mom wasn't even at the door it was my auntie and (laughs) she looked looked at me I could see the devastation in her face and she's like hi kids and I'm like Hi, what's going on? And I she, mean, breaking news like that was, to, yeah. to anybody, to le- children, let alone like, <laughs> to kids. How, how do you do that? Like, like my like, mom couldn't do it. You should have seen my mom. She was She mess. was devastated. She and your papa were very close because yeah. that was her dad, yeah. right? Like, they were extremely close. That was her. The, they were, I, I think like, to this day, yeah. she still has not recovered. No, 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 definitely it, not. It's been a couple of years, and she still has not recovered yeah, from it. Yeah, no. But I just remember, I'm like, what's going on? I thought it was another setback, but then she said, your, g- your grandpa passed away last year. Yeah. Night. And I just, I didn't even cry at first. I just. It's the shock, yeah. right? I just, I don't I can't even explain it. <laughs> I, I think it's so silly
0: to say, but this was kind of also briefly my experience with it, where I always thought it was so stupid, just this whole idea that, you know, whenever you see it portrayed in movies and everything, you know, you see the devastation on their face and they go, Whoa what I don't understand I always thought that that was the most stupid thing because I'm like what do you mean you don't understand like this person died hello but very much like it's very strange when someone says those words to you you're processing them you understand what they mean and like in some cases like for you and I we knew it was coming with your papa and with my father yeah I knew it but but it's it's just like your brain cannot grasp onto it so as much as I always thought it was a stupid reaction it's a legitimate one because it's the same one that I had because it was like what? Like, I understand, but I don't. Like, and why? When like, when it's literally, you, you yeah. understand the words, you understand what's happening, you understand all of this. You've kind of been preparing for it. Yeah. And yet, it's just like your brain will not accept it. Your brain will not
1: understand yeah. what, what's being told to you. It, yeah. It just can't conceptualize it. It's just, because I remember standing there and I didn't, of course, my three siblings, they all started crying. They were really young at that point, too. They were under like eight years old, all of them. Yeah. So they all started crying. I think my youngest brother. I think he kind of just cried because the rest of us were crying because he didn't really understand. He was only At like, that age, it's hard. He was only yeah. like four, so... Yeah.
0: when At four years old, if you see a bunch of other adults and everyone upset, you're going to be upset. Exactly. Yeah. You don't know why, but everyone else is upset, so, so I better be too.
1: Yeah, so he didn't really know, but they were sad. I could tell. But I just... For you, I, you didn't have a lot of reaction right away. Like it, you were very numb to it. I didn't t- even at cry first. at first. I think yeah, for the you first, were very numb. I think for the first twenty minutes that I knew about it, I didn't cry until I saw my mom, and I was. And that's that's kind of what broke you. And was I just looked at mom. her and I was like, "Oh, it's actually it's real." Like, like and yeah, can it, see my mom and the yeah. devastation in her face. Did you feel like you had to be strong for your siblings? Yeah, definitely. Because my mom, she you're the oldest, right? Yeah. So she was like, "That was probably the worst time in her life," because my dad wasn't even around. Yeah, your dad so, was out of the picture. Yeah, Your kind of stepdad, Nelson. He wasn't there at that, that point. No, at that point.
0: He he wasn't really in the picture. No. I think he and your mom were starting to rekindle things, but this they was... Weren't, they
1: were more friends, if anything. Yeah, yeah. At, at that point,
0: your mom was still very much on her own. And just for you, your mom was your everything. And I think seeing her broken is kind of what set you off. Yeah. Like, you were numb, but seeing her, I think, is just kind of what...
1: The straw that broke the camel's it was back, just like, so oh, to speak. It's happening. It's actually... Like, like it's real. Yeah. It's real. It's very real. And I remember just going into, cause my siblings, I think they were in the living room all crying. I think they were watching TV at the same time, but I remember going into my room. I locked myself in there and I just sat there and cried.
0: Yeah. It, it's a lot to take in, especially at yeah. that age. Um, so for you, how do you feel about death? You, you've had this extremely strong connection to it now. You know, I wouldn't say that you've been surrounded by death, but Mm, you've lost someone extremely close to you.
1: How does that kind of affect you and your way of thinking about death? Are you afraid of it? Like, again, what I'm saying, it's more comforting because I know he's there. If there is another side, but even if there is, I know he will be there because it's just he always made me feel safe. And knowing that if I die, he'll be there to protect me and help me through it. Right. So I definitely think I'm not afraid of it, but there's – it's kind of – like the, I'm more of afraid of how I'm going to die than So, I'm, yeah. so much, much yeah. more like a yeah. Leo
0: where you're afraid of the act itself and you're not actually afraid of what happens afterward.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, um, so kind of getting into, just touching on religion a little bit, not going to ask you what your yeah. particular religion is necessarily, but um, with your belief system, do you think there's an afterlife? Do you think that there's something
1: beyond this? you know, mortal realm and all of that jazz. (laughs) I definitely think that there's, like, a heaven and hell. And my picture of heaven is a big grassy field with clouds and a sun. (laughs) So very kind of, like, idealistic,
0: right? Like, that very sort of, like... Yeah. I don't want to say it's a biblical interpretation because it's not like you're on clouds with the no. pearly gates and everything, no, no, no. but it, it's almost like, if I said it's like the fields of ambrosia, it's almost more It's of, beautiful
1: to me. It's, it's yeah. almost more of a Greek way of yeah. looking at it, believe it or not, it's where like, you've got the beautiful grassy plains yeah. and everything like that. Like I see like soccer field and soccer nets, like people playing and just walking around like a park, you that's what I You see
0: idealism you see it very much almost from like a child's perspective yeah. in yeah. some ways where it just seems it seems safe, it seems yeah. comforting yeah. it seems fun and happy and it just feels like everything there is comfortable yeah yeah um so if if you had to choose the worst way to die what would horrify you the most I already know what it is but (laughs) say it for everybody else out there I'm terrified of getting hit by a car like, Where did this fear come from? When did you first realize you kind of had this horrifying I, fear of I traffic? I honestly
1: do not know, because I'm not even a, I'm not even scared never, of being a, ne- in, in a car.
0: Never play <laughs> Red Light, Green Light with Charlie. No. She will cry. <laughs> I will.
1: Like, I'm not afraid of being in a car and getting in a car crash weird enough. No, it's being a pedestrian and, and getting being hit by, hit by a, car. a car. Like, it's terrifying it's to me. It's very like, specific, like, You'll too. see me, like... At crossing lights, like, the handle will be blinking like you're allowed to go. I'll be looking back and forth, like, six times each, and you, I'll be, like.
0: You are very cautious when it comes yeah. to, you
1: know, you, you saw
0: those. We had ads here in Canada that was, like, Aww. stay alert, stay safe. Yeah. <laughs> Char- Charlie takes that to yeah. a whole other level. Yeah. Like, like, whoa. You would hate it in New York because everybody just goes whenever yeah, they feel like it. I you would hate it. it. That's
1: terrifying to me. Like, all my friends, they'd be all, like, jaywalking because, like, they don't want to wait for the, ri- the light. And I'm just, like, what do you mean, jaywalk? like the cars will be like almost a mile away and they just kind of dart out in front of them and, and it like, like that horrifies you even if I, if sometimes you'll catch me when I do it I'll like sprint across the whole thing you will go I will you, are, sprint. you are like
0: speedy gonzales
1: you are like gone. Oh my god you'll like, be like ye- they'll still be at the beginning and I'll be finished and I'm like I'm over here now <laughs> um where did that fear come from when
0: did you kind of realize you had that is that something you've always had or I did think did that come from like an experience for you
1: i have no idea i just remember be- one day seeing a car and it was kind of close to me. I th- I'm really afraid of when I'm, like, by, the, say, McPhillips Street, like, where I live. And if you're really close to the sidewalk and, like, the road, the cars will zoom past you. And the f- I get a... It's, like, it's a main street yeah.
0: in the city that we live in. And, you know, the cars are going pretty darn yeah. quick. They're yeah. going, what, 50 clicks? Yeah. Oh. So they're, they're going pretty darn fast. And yeah. so, you know, it, it's quick enough that... Absolutely, if the cars drive by, you will feel the air from yeah, them. I feel the air, and I just feel like they're you. gonna like
1: accidentally swerve like, off. Like swerve and hit bit. you. It's terrifying. But did you ever like experience
0: getting hit by a car, like bumped by a car? Did you ever see anyone get hit by a car? Is that where the fear comes from? Or
1: is it just like a deep set fear? That even just cars going quickly is maybe what triggered it. I've never seen anyone get hit by a car. I've never experienced that in my life. I just do not know why I'm so terrified of it. It's
0: literally just, you know, maybe that experience from, you know, having walked in heavy trafficked areas. You know, it's just this terrifying thought of being hit by
1: an out-of-control vehicle. I'm 14 years old, and there's sometimes where my cousins or my mom will stop to hold my hand. (laughs) And and you just kind of panic a little bit. I'm terrified. Yeah you have no idea like when they're jaywalking they'll like take off without me and I'm like stuck in the middle of like the little island part of the road and I'm like oh like the divide my yeah. like heart just like I feel like I'm gonna die and they're like just come and I'm like and you're, and you're leg- you're legitimately scared I'm, like you need you're to come back and get me scared. I can't go by myself yeah like, I'm not old enough I, I need an that. adult yeah <laughs> I'm in me. danger <laughs> <laughs> that's literally me I'm Ralph I'm Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> like I think I'm not really afraid of dying anyway anywhere else just of that Just of that. Like, that
0: to you would be like the pinnacle of horror.
1: Just terrifying. Getting hit by a car.
0: Is it the pain of being hit by a car or is it the horror of just acknowledging what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. What is it for you? Are are you afraid of the pain of it? No.
1: I just, I'm scared of it. It's literally
0: just the act of being hit by a car is horrifying. I've seen like,
1: maybe because I've seen it like in movies, but I don't know if that's realistic. Like, I was watching Insidious 3. I I was going to say, you must have been
0: terrified of Insidious 3 because there's that scene. In the movie, if anyone has ever seen it, I'm not gonna get into (laughs) any spoilers here or anything, but she gets pinged off the hood of a car. Like a car comes out of nowhere and just smacks her, and she flies. And that's your fear. That is is literally your fear to a T, is you getting yeeted by a car. And it's
1: not even, I don't want to die from it. I also do not want to survive a car. You just don't want to get hit by a car? I I mean, I don't think think
0: anyone wants to get hit by a car. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is just even the act of getting hit by a car, not even the act of dying from it, just getting hit by a car is terrifying to you.
1: Like, I know there's people who, like, they're probably scared of getting hit by a car, but they're not. They're, think, care- they're careless.
0: Like, they're, they'll just walk. A I bit. think oh. everybody has, like, a legitimate. I don't want to say it's a, a fear of yeah. getting hit. I think everyone has a healthy dose of. Uh, Realism, I guess, to some extent, where it's like if I get hit by this speeding object, yeah. things are not going to turn out well. Fast, healthy respect is yeah. probably yeah. the best way to fast thing moving. I must get away.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, it,
0: everyone has a healthy respect for it, where it's like these are speeding hunks of metal. I probably should not step in front of
1: that right now. Yeah. And then there's people who are like, they'll slow down. And I'm like, we don't know that. Yeah, yeah, never trust that. Especially, no, no, no. We, we live never. in a
0: very winter heavy uh, city and country. Oh my
1: God, the winters are horrible for Winters yeah. with
0: um, what we call black ice. So yeah. basically, this is ice that you can't see uh, when a car hits it. Like, it, it's nothing for us to see several very serious acti- yeah. accidents a day um, in our city. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know. Uh, 10 car pileups are nothing to us, you know, seeing people get pushed up into snowbanks, yeah. into other buildings. Like, ble- it, it makes it sound like we live in some sort of like <laughs> rough and tumble, like, it's just like, oh, it happened again. Motor derby yeah. city where I yeah. was like driving monster trucks and crashing <laughs> into each other. We don't play bumper cars no. on our roads. Well, it's try just, not to. You know, it, it, it's
1: dangerous driving yeah. up where we live in, you know, a very kind of winter heavy country. Yeah. It, it's dangerous. Like, there's been times where Abby looked at Ali and said, I'd die for you. And then she looked at me and said, i jump in front of a car for you. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) It's
0: one of those things where I've told the girls before, you know, uh, generally speaking, Aaliyah says, you know, my worst fear is kind of being stuck in a body that I couldn't escape from before I died. Um, I would look at you, Aaliyah, and easily say either I would find a way to put you out of your misery. Please don't come for me, please. Would you pull my plug? I would would pull your plug, honey. Just like – Or I I would gladly – swap places with you and for you yeah. charlie i would step in front of a car yeah. you know what i mean like, like it's your worst fear and i would rather shoulder that i yeah. don't want either of you to, to have to experience something like, like that it's horrible would
1: say like oh my god i die for you i take a bullet for you i'm like I'm not afraid of that you're not afraid of, kind of that afraid you're afraid of that. cars i would step in front of a
0: speeding <laughs> car for you yeah
1: that hits way clo- too close way too close to home and i'm just like well that's how much he cares about me wow <laughs> but no so generally speaking in
0: the terms of death you're not afraid of death itself no You are maybe a little more freaked out by the experience of dying. One experience, I guess. One experience Uh, in particular. Um, Like, I definitely. But after death, you kind of feel comforted. Yeah. Yeah. This sort of idea that there is something more out there and that, you know, your papa will be waiting on the other side to kind of help you through anything. Yeah. How do you feel about the body after death? Kind of the way Aliya said, yeah, "Oh, it's just organic matter." At that point, how do you feel about what that? What do you want to be is, done with you? Is the body
1: sacred? Yeah. What do you want to be done mm-hmm. with you? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember when my papa got buried, and I saw him in his casket, and I was just so freaked out by it. I'm like, it's not, "That's not him. Like that looks like him." Yeah. Death is but a weird death
0: is a very weird thing, and I can say this, yeah, having seen death quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, bodies after death don't look like the people mm-hmm. you knew before. It's very death gives a weird sort of.
1: Change like, to if the I'm being image. honest, he looked good for being dead, but, I like... I know what you mean. I do. <laughs> he looked good for being dead, but... Looked pretty good for a dead, dead guy. guy. <laughs> look pretty good.
0: I look <laughs> good deaf. for
1: a dead bitch. Yeah. She's alive! She's, She's alive! alive. Damn it. Yeah, but he looked good, but I just... I... It's hard to conceptualize that yeah. that's him, because,
0: in a way... He, his spirit's not there anymore, yeah. and so it's almost like, without that spirit, you almost don't recognize yeah. the, the yeah. shell anymore, you like, know what I mean? Like, I'm, you recognize it with your eyes, but like, there, there's just this piece of you that's like, no, that's not, no, something's not there anymore.
1: Like, yeah. I'm uncomfortable with the thought of knowing that his body that I used to hug and he, he used to hold me is down there, but it's not him, so it's, it doesn't bother me that much. So but. for you,
0: do you want to be cremated? Do you want to be buried? Do you, I mean, you're, um, indigenous to, yeah. you know, Canada. So are there any customs for you that you would rather see done? Do you want something like a sky burial? Do you want something like, do you want us to ship you out on a canoe and (laughs) float you into the middle of the river? Uh, Abby. What? (laughs) No. 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 You don't want the vultures to pick
1: out your eyeballs?
0: Mm, Maybe. I don't think we even have have vultures in our city, but that's not the point.
1: Yeah. No, I want, I think I definitely want to be cremated, but, like, I want people to see me before I die. So, kind of maybe maybe like an open casket like ceremony thing, yeah. and then just huck you into the oven. Yeah. And
0: gotcha. just, just, burn just burn me. Just burn it. Burn the witch at the stake. Burn the witch at the
1: stake. I mean, I always laugh at my, my mom because she says she wants to be cremated. And then my cousins are always like, yeah, we'll just smoke you after. I'm like, don't <laughs> don't worry. If if you
0: ever die Wait, before I awesome. do, I'll just put you on the mantle next to Dad. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, if Aaliyah ever dies, I will hollow out that mallard duck mm-hmm. and I will stick your ashes in the duck, Oh, Aaliyah. I don't want to be cremated, though. That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh Alright. Right, so that's kind of Charlie's uh, you know, ex- story, death her. stories and yeah. kind of experience and feelings and thoughts about it. Yeah. So uh, I guess in the last of the trilogy, you guys will get to hear about my experiences. The best. Oh boy, that's going to be a long story. So you guys have that to look forward to. <laughs> Woo. Thank God that's coming out on a Friday yeah. from uh, our projected schedule, because you guys are going to need to buckle up yeah. for that one, honey. Process it. Yeah. yeah, you're going to be thinking for a while afterwards. All right, so uh, we will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Take it gay by
1: gay, guys. Bye.